0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Jay Sims, and I am a deacon in training here at Pierce Point. Um, So we've all been going through a subject as it pertains to discipleship. Mine was stewardship and discipleship. I'm going to try to do a quick recap, so just bear with me. Um, What you should have got, what I hope you would have got from what I said when I spoke was that anything you have, whether it's in your wallet, the talents you've been given, or even the family you're responsible for, you are, as a disciple of Christ, responsible to be a good steward of it. And to be a good steward means that you are managing it well and that you are using it to glorify God properly. We went through 1 Corinthians 16, 1 through 4, where Paul talks about setting aside money each week. So that when he came to the church in Corinth, um, the people wouldn't go broke because they had financially planned to set aside a portion to give to the saints that were in Jerusalem. We also saw Paul speaking in 1 Timothy six seventeen through 19 talking to those who are rich to not hope in their riches alone and to also use those riches to be generous givers. So those were kind of the financial aspects of being a good steward. Um, we saw Peter in 1 Peter 4.10 talking about everyone having a special gift, using it to serve the Lord. Um, this could be your spiritual gifts, the talents, um, whatever the Lord has given you that you can use to glorify him with. And then we honed in on a specific example in Acts 6.1-6 where some people were picked to serve and wait tables for the saints in Jerus- Jerusalem in the early church. Um, and then we finished by talking about why you should be a steward of what God has given you um, as a disciple of Christ. And we went to James 1:17, where it talks about every good thing is given from above from the Father of Lights, from the Lord Himself. And then we also went through 1 Corinthians 6:20, and we talked about how, because God bought us with a price, we were supposed to glorify Him with our bodies that's what we covered when I spoke last. Now today I'm going to hone in specifically on what I learned um, when I first became a disciple of Christ from some different people. So before I was a Christian, some of you may know this, I was heavily addicted to drugs and alcohol and just doing whatever was wrong to do. I found fun and fascinating to do. Um, I at one point in time, if you'd have caught me on the right day, you would have got a really good deal on three mountain bikes for $20. Um, just, just being honest. So that obviously I was not uh, very, being a very good steward of the money God had given me or the money that God had given my mother that I stole because of the state that I was in. So I had a friend who was a really good steward of his time with me. His name was Cody. And he was a Christian. We kind of grew up alongside each other. When we were in high school, maybe sophomore year, he started taking his faith seriously, um, which was a bummer for me because that meant it wasn't fun for me in my flesh to hang out with him because he wanted to do all that Christian stuff at the time, and I didn't find that interesting. And eventually, after going on house arrest and being stuck in my house, he reached out to me, and uh, he was supposed to, you know— Disciple me at that time, well, I ended up cutting off my ankle monitors and then going to jail, and that was the whole thing. When I got out, he was very intentional about spending time with me, um, to the point where there was a time where he was over at my house and he found a bag of this green substance, some call it the devil's lettuce. And he said, you don't need this. And I lied to him and said, well, I have to pay rent soon. I did have rent to pay. I had the money to pay it. But I claimed that I needed to, to sell this, this devil's lettuce to make the the money. And he said, here's the deal. If you really need me to pay, I'll pay. He pulled the money out and everything. I said, I don't need it. And he said, do you need this? And I said, no, I don't. So he ended up taking it and throwing it away for me, which was very nice. I mean, this kid never sipped even a sip of alcohol, never smoked a cigarette, anything like that. Took that for me, um, went right down the street, probably littered, wherever he put it. I actually, when he left, I looked for it and couldn't find it. I guess he he threw it in the sewer. It's a, it's all funny now, but at the time, I was like, why did I do that? So I went and told someone that he had been discipling at that time, that I was not really serious about being a Christian, and he was wasting his time with me. Well, he got that message, and instead of continuing to waste his time on me he decided to pray for me and when I reached out to him it's not like he ignored me but he wasn't wasting his time he was being a good steward of his time and using it on people that actually wanted the help that he was offering through Christ um and once I was ready to submit my life to Christ he was right there to help me and that was that was really good um but I got to learn how you steward your time very well um Fast forward, I become a Christian, on fire, I'm with a ragtag bunch of young Christians, a lot of them with similar past to me, and we're starting to see in the scripture, certain things at the church we were going to that weren't lining up, and we kind of went AWOL and started our own little ragtag bunch uh, in, a, in a little home church kind of deal, and we needed someone to kind of be an elder and a teacher in our life, and there's a man, his name is Jim Sears, he runs a Christian Help Center, some of you might know him, but he really, uh, was intentional about spending his time with us and using that gift of teaching that he had cultivated throughout the years. He had, like, and he's old school, so he doesn't like the, the computers and all that. He has stacks, like, this big of, like, papers with all his different lessons and things he's taught throughout the years. And he set aside for almost a year straight, every Sunday evening, a time for us to go and be taught. And that was really helpful, and I got to see how that actually worked and to this day there's still things that he's taught me that really helped me along my walk but one of the big things was just the practicality of, of not just teaching things and just saying them and then they're gone actually writing them down and keeping track of them so that you can share them with others It's really helpful if you do that kind of thing um, we're gonna fast forward a little bit further and I have a wife right well, the cool thing about a wife, and sometimes the not cool thing, is that they're like a magnifying glass. You think before you're a Christian, well, before you're, I say before you're Christian because it's almost like you aren't a Christian even if you're a Christian before you get married, because once you get married, you realize there's a whole other level of Christianity. <laughs> there's like a whole other rung. So, so yes, yeah, sancti- thank you, Tina, thank- sanctification. Um, so when that happened... Um, it, it's like a magnifying glass. It shows you how selfish you are in areas you didn't really even think you could be selfish, or that you were. You're too blind, and that's actually helped me a lot because she shows me, hey, um, what's up? Like, Facebook is cool and all. Um, that YouTube conspiracy theory video about the Illuminati is cool and all, but why why aren't you taking time to pray? I'm like, well, I've I have no good reason. So like things like that. It's really helped me be a, a steward of just my thoughts and my mouth to be able to, to get on my knees and spend time alone with Jesus. And then also, she has pushed me with the gift that God has given me to want to learn the deeper things of the scripture, the cool, intricate passages that most people think are too strange, um, to cultivate that and, and make sure I have all these thoughts. Now, I'm, I'm not a very good note taker. I'm, I'm better at getting a, a few points down and then saving that. And then that's kind of how I I save my things. But she's really helped push me towards that. And that's part of the reason, or a real big reason, of why I'm even doing uh, the devotional today is because she helped push me to a place where I feel like I could present these ideas to people better. Um, So what I plan on doing now um, is to continue having my best friend and magnifying glass, my wife, help push me um, to minister to my daughter, to teach my daughter, who is one now, and to teach my maybe boy or girl, we don't know yet, um, who's on the way. Um, not only with, uh, you know, what the scripture teaches, and just like scriptural subjects, things like that, but also uh, financial things, like how to, how to save. I, want, I don't want my kids to, uh, to be poor stewards of their money like I, I have been for a long time, um, I want to be able to just provide for them and then to give them the tools that they need to be able to provide um, for their families. So, basically, what I wanted to say is is that there's no excuse, um, and it, like I said, it helps if you have a wife. There's no excuse to not be a good steward of what God has given you. Like I said earlier, he bought us with a price, and in light of that, why would you not use the? All of us have gifts. I mean, it, there's, it's not limited to just like you have the gift of uh, discernment or teaching um, or serving. Uh, there are plenty of different ways that you can give. Like especially now with like the technology, like just even being able to run the sound system like Jane's is right now. Like that that can minister to people. You may not think on the surface. well, I'm just twisting a knob here or there. Well, someone could give their life to Jesus just because of the fact that they can hear what the person is saying through the sound system right so there's just all those kind of things that God has given us um, and we need to glorify him with our body so with that I am going to pray and uh, if anyone has any questions uh, comments or concerns you can certainly give them to me when I'm done dear heavenly father thank you for bringing us all here today safely, all in one piece. Um, We ask that you could uh, continue that grace and mercy for us as we leave today. Um, I ask that you would be with Dylan as he gives us your word and that we would be receptive to what he is saying. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.